0: Welcome back, everybody. It is Encounter with God section here, 20 million movement, 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. We're about to get into our Bible study. I'm super excited about it. I've been missing it. <laughs> we've been doing Isaiah without me. That's not fair.
1: Oh, it's just what you get for taking time off, Lyle. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, we've missed Lyle on the radio as well. So we're stoked you're You got, you, you your got back. to talk about my Hushalil hashbaz without me. We did. <laughs> You know, I even thought of you. I saw the name, and I was like, "Oh, Lyle should, in fact, be here."
0: <laughs> did you, did you, did you find out that uh, we found that there is we, there is somebody, a celebrity whose name is Mahesh al Hashbaz? I
1: feel like you told us this. There was a middle name or something, though. No, 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 the no, no, no. they name. changed their name. They changed their name because it right. wouldn't fit on movie posters. Yes. Yeah,
0: Mahesh- <laughs> Mahershala Ali is—that's his actual name. Is, his his mother was a Baptist pastor, and
1: yeah.
0: and uh, she called her son Mahershal El Hashbaz. To be
1: fair, can you imagine having to fill out legal forms? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> like I think my name has like probably thirty letters in it, and like it fits. But when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's a long. Like <laughs> that is like a whole new level of like, oh, I'm out of I'm out of space.
0: <laughs> You'd want to have a well. I guess that's probably one of the reasons why he changed his last name to Ali. Well, yeah,
1: three letters long. Yeah, just nice. You know, because it's,
0: now it's really really short. Oh well, yeah. It's, no, it's reasonable. It's yeah. reasonable. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He converted his name. <laughs> um, you know, if you're gonna convert. Islam and you're going to pick an Islamic name, I think. um,
1: Yeah, it works. I can kind
0: of see why he chose something short.
1: Yeah, I can understand.
0: Okay, so we a text message that came through during the break. This is in reference to the uh, legislation being passed down in, well, being debated down in Victoria. It seems that it will be passed because it seems like nobody is prepared to stand up against it, which is just bizarre. Uh, But somebody wanted to comment, this law is a New World Order law. Doesn't make sense because it is planned for the destruction of Christian religion. They hate him, that's Jesus, so much that they can only reach him by hurting his people. Mm. How sad and evil is that? The good news is that God wins at the end. Mm. I like that. God wins at the end. I've read the end of the book. I know how it wins. I know (laughs) how it ends. It's good news. Uh, We can get down sometimes when we... uh, Hear about these kind of things that are taking place and happening and our liberties and freedoms being restricted and taken away and precedents being set that mean that, you know, sort of I guess, you know, once you take liberties and freedoms away, they're not going to they're not going to come back. And religious liberty is one of those things that really is a bit of an aberration of history. Mm. Uh, we have enjoyed it during our lifespan and uh, our parents, grandparents, etc., have enjoyed it, and so we kind of take it for granted.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Not realising that, you know, there's been a really rare thing and the expectation that we all have that religious liberty will just continue on forever now that it's been established and, you know, civilization has brought this thing about is actually a very, very false expectation because there have been incredibly civilised you know nations, empires, etc., in the ancient past mm. with incredible levels of civilization that have had even religious liberty. The Persian Empire had religious liberty, incredible civilization, uh, but it doesn't last.
1: That's right. And I think we it feel like we have a right to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It appears for a brief moment and yeah. then it kind of vanishes again. Yeah. And as you, yeah, we feel like we have a right to it. Oh,
1: that, that's basically the answer. We feel like we have a right to it. And actually, you see, as you said, more often than not, it actually doesn't happen, but we're just kind of used to it. So we're like, hm, "It's my right. I must have." And this is where you have, I think, the good news of the Bible is we already have the heads up.
0: Yes, it's like mm. religious liberties will be taken away. Yeah, and God will win.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty much. You want to sum up, sum up Revelation, the book of Revelation? Yeah. <laughs> religious liberty will be taken away, and God wins.
1: Yeah, it's a nice summary.
0: Yeah, I like that. I've, yeah. never, I've never summarized Revelation before.
1: No.
0: Two sentences. No. Two-sentence book of Revelation.
1: There we go. I like it. If you guys want to know more, go check out the book of Revelation. Maybe maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe you can come up with a better summary. Give, us a, give, it, give it a try. We'd love to hear from mm.
1: you.
0: Summarize Revelation in two sentences. That's, that's gonna, my version.
1: That's a good version. I want, I want
0: to hear your version.
1: I don't think I have anything better at the moment. But you guys might. Yes, a lot of stuff. You could
0: summarize it as God wins, but that's kind of a bit brief, so we'll do two sentences.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You could say that to every book of the Bible. You could say that to
1: every book of the Bible, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't really yeah. And I think part of the reason people find it a bit scary is because of that whole religious liberty taken away. Or just any liberty taken away. That's right. You know? And it's a big part of what reality will be.
0: We do have rights to religious liberty. Yes. We're born with it.
1: But that's not a it's given an, to say that. It's an
0: inalienable that, right. Yes. Just by being a human being. Yes, of course. Just by being a created mm. human being. Yeah. Because it's something that God, it's, it's a God-given right. It's not a government-given right. It's a God-given right that that progressive um, governments recognise. Mm-hmm. And protect, Yeah. But not bit.
1: That's right.
0: Not by a long shot. All right. Uh, where are we up to? Bible study time?
1: Yeah, we're in Isaiah. We
0: got anything else we got to talk about? No. Anything else been happening while I've been away?
1: Oh, heaps has been happening. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> you missed out like that. You had do a you haircut? Been... I did. Do... <laughs> I hacked my hair off.
0: <laughs> so
1: you guys can't see me, which I'm very thankful for. I probably wouldn't be on radio if you could see me, but my hair was a lot longer and a couple weeks ago I cut it a lot shorter, a lot shorter.
0: It works. <laughs> I can't see anything wrong with it.
1: Oh, I had to fix it about three times. I cut it myself <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, that's a bit wonky. Oh, that's a bit wonky. Oh, it's pretty short, but it's all right.
0: Hence, hence the shortness of it.
1: Yeah, uh, it was already pretty short, but it went, it, yeah, it got
0: shorter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it does feel a I'm actually
0: impressed that somebody can cut their own hair Because I've tried to, you know, use scissors or different, you know, various cutting implements in the mirror. (laughs) It's like, now, which way do I push this? You know, how does this actually work? And everything goes the wrong direction when you're looking in the mirror.
1: Yeah, look, Lyle, I have Mm. been cutting my own hair for many years, which means many terrible, truly terrible haircuts.
0: So You've got lots of practice out
1: of it. Lots of practice. And I think I'm, I mean, I'm probably a bit self-conscious, but it's never been my biggest thing. And so I was just like, well. You're the one who has to look at me, so <laughs> bothers you more than more than it bothers <laughs> me. So it kind of You
0: can't see it, right? No,
1: that's right. So it kind of worked out that, you know, when I had all those <laughs> I had some really bad haircuts in high school. Even in high school, I was like, let's just know what happens if I do this. Have but, you uh, never
0: have you never considered, you know, asking a friend?
1: Oh, could you could Oh you? no. No, a friend did once and it was oh it was terrible. It was worse. <laughs> it, was, it, was worse. it was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like no no and i couldn't even fix it because i was like because she tried to drop a fringe and i was like oh it was it was as bad anyway and a fringe is something that you can't if you mess no, up too no, much <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing,
0: you there's nothing there. left <laughs> you can only go so far yeah you could uh, you could do the do the shaved look you know
1: you know someone told me the other day i could rock it and i was like oh, i'm not that keen
0: and you just wear you get lots of sympathy
1: well, I don't want sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had a friend one time who did that, and um, for a good cause—I can't remember what it was—and she had a lot of sympathy for a while.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know there's a Sheffield cure that a lot of people do, like the—you know—you raise your funds. Yeah,
0: and, something like was, no, I think it was for cancer. She's raising funds for yeah, cancer or something. Yeah, like yeah. That I've
1: one. quite a few friends who have done that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we need to get into our Bible study. Let's go to Isaiah chapter thirteen. Yes. It's kind of, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like my little catch-up. We've got to catch up to where we're up to. It's
1: funny, to a lot feels like it happens in a month, even though it's kind of just a month, but yeah. it feels
0: long. It does. <laughs> Isaiah 13 and verse 1. Let's start there.
1: Right, I'm just going to say a quick prayer before I read. Papa Lord God, I just ask that you be with us and your spirit as we read your word um, we know you speak to us and we thank you for your goodness and your message to us. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 13, verse 1 just says, Isaiah son of Amos received this message concerning the destruction of Babylon.
0: Okay. So we've just ended a whole bunch of chapters mm-hmm. where God is going to speak about judgments on various nations. Yes. So this section goes from chapter 13 to chapter 23. That's 10 chapters of judgments on nations. Mm. That's pretty full on. And God starts with Babylon. Yeah. Have to ask the question, why? You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So why does God start with Babylon? Why start there?
1: I mean, they're going to be the next people who take over the Israelites, isn't it? I mean, take them into captivity. Yeah. So that's going to be an upcoming group. Yep. They're also... The Assyrian Empire was pretty cruel. Like one of the cruelest, I guess, empires that you had.
0: It was a terrorist empire. Absolutely. It was basically basically what you get when you get a bunch of radical terrorists together um, who have desire for world dominion. Mm. And they say, okay, how are we going to establish world dominion? Well, we're just going to terrorize everybody and they'll be too scared to do anything but to... Be subject to us, mm. and then they actually pull that off.
1: Yeah, that's right. They have. So if, the you think, if, you, if you
0: think if you got you know like, say thirty of the world's greatest terrorists right now, and put them in charge of a country that has the same power and influence as the United States,
1: yeah,
0: that's what you get with Syria.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They don't bother with negotiations. They don't bother with sanctions. They don't bother with even going to war. They just
1: take over. They will
0: just take over and torture you into submission. Mm. And rather than trying to persuade, you know, this country over there, well, you know, be really a good thing if you became democratic, they would just go in there and torture the inhabitants until the inhabitants said, we'll just become a part of you.
1: Mm. Which We're is pretty church. hectic.
0: Oh, the ter- the 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 Assyrians, the Assyrians created a traumatized world. Yeah, they they created a world where the population of their world, the population of their empire, for generations suffered from PTSD. Mm, mm-hmm. If you were a survivor, if you were alive, you suffered from PTSD. If you lived under the Assyrian Empire, yeah, this is this is the kind of people they were. Anyway, so. Uh, but it doesn't start with the Assyrians. You would expect it to start with the Assyrians. God's going to pronounce judgments on lots of nations. You would expect it to start with the Assyrians. They're in power. They are terrorizing the world. They're terrorizing the nation of Judah. They've captured the nation of Israel and carted them off into captivity and dispersed them throughout the world. The nation of Israel will never recover from that and never reappear ever again. They're gone forever. Mm. But it doesn't start there. It Babylon. starts with Babylon. It's a little bit like if, uh, if God was doing a prophecy of judgments on the nations right now and he didn't start with the United States mm. or China.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's a smaller one.
0: Yeah. Having said that, maybe starting with India. So a smaller one but not a terribly smaller one. Mm-hmm. A smaller one that is dominated and ruled over by the Assyrians and has been, you know, capital city Babylon has been captured and plundered, you know, numerous times by the Assyrians. But it's not like the equivalent of New Zealand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or Tonga.
1: Mm.
0: It's a smaller one, but it's still a significant player in world events. Yeah. All right, so that's where, uh, that's where Isaiah starts. He starts by talking about Babylon. Why do in...
1: you think it starts with Babylon?
0: I think it starts with Babylon because I think the point that you raised is a very valid point, is that this was a nation that was going to be a persecutor of the Jews and take the Jews into captivity. Mm. I think that's a very valid point. I think the other thing here is that God is looking into the future as God does.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, if we were to look into the future, we'd say, well, America is the superpower right now. Their rival is China. Um, But it would be a little bit like God coming along and saying, yes, but in 150 years' time it will be India. Mm. And we would look at that and, to be honest, we would look at that and go, yeah, I could see that happening. (laughs) They've got a ways to go, a lot of poverty to deal with, but there's a lot of pretty smart people over there, a lot of very, very highly educated people, a very large population, uh, a lot of resources, maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not like the most obscure prophecy. It's not like when God came along and said one day Greece will rule the world.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have just been ridiculous. <laughs> that
0: would have been the biggest joke on the planet. Yeah. You know, because the Greeks. Greece wasn't even a thing. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right.
0: Greeks were a thing, but Greece was. But wasn't. not as an
1: empire, like not as a.
0: Greece was like. How would you do What would you compare Greece to? You, maybe you'd compare it to the Middle East.
1: Uh-huh, yep. We've got
0: lots of small nations mm. that all fight each other yeah. all the time and always have.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so, so we, we, we get involved in Middle Eastern wars, don't ever ask me why. Uh, because we want to bring stability to the region and we want to bring peace to the region and we want to bring democracy and we want to bring freedom to the region and all these kind of things. And we think if we do so that we'll bring peace to the region. And other people say, well, you know, get rid of the nation of Israel and you'll have peace in the region. Well, actually, people, study your history. This is a part of the earth where, if there are not Americans to fight,
1: There's someone else.
0: They fight each other. That's right. And they always have. And it's just, you know, and that's how the Greeks were. And if you said, yeah, one day the Greeks will all be united, it's a little bit like saying, yeah, one day the Arabs will all be united.
1: Mm.
0: Well, I spent a bit of time in the Middle East. <laughs> That's funny to hear the Arabs talk about other Arab nations.
1: Oh, hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no,
0: no, it's like, you know, you go to Iran and the Arabs in Iran, they like Iran. Yeah. Most of Iran is Persians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a small population of Arabs. And it was the Arabs in Iran that fought against the Arabs in Iraq during the Iran-Iraq war. Along with the Persians, yeah, but you know Saddam Hussein back then kind of expected that the Arabs would well, like they're Arabs, of course they'll they'll come across to my side. Well, they didn't mm-hmm. because they were they were from Iran, from not Iran. from Iraq. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And then they all have their opinions about Saudi. They all <laughs> shake their heads about Saudi Arabia.
1: <laughs> but you, this is a good ever. point, right? If we look yeah. at this in yeah,
0: we would say they're never going to unite. They've never they never have united. They've got mm. you know a, a couple of thousand years or more of being disunited, we're never going to have the nation of Arabia. Yes. That's going to be the entire Middle East. Mm. It's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. And that's what you had with the Greeks. That's what you had with
0: the Greeks, except that it was way smaller. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. It was like a really small group of people who shared the same language. Still
1: fighting each other, though. And
0: the same gods... Who were constantly fighting each other, yeah. and God is like, "Yeah, they're going to be the superpower. It's going to rule the world one day." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're just just like, "No." Yeah, 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 no.
1: But I think that also gives you um, evidence that God's word can be trusted because before something ever comes to pass that even seems possible. Yes, He's like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm just letting you know it will."
0: And then you had that little city that was on the Tiber River. Which city? It was a small city on the Tiber River where they spoke an obscure language. Oh, hey. Yeah, it was called Latin and the city oh. was Rome.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right.
0: That wasn't an empire. That I mean, was just a city.
1: Yeah. it's all it was. Yeah, I was like, where are you talking about?
0: <laughs> you know, most of the Italian peninsula was not ruled over by the Roman city.
1: And then we know the how Roman much of the power that became.
0: So. <laughs> it became the, one of the biggest empires yeah, of the world. It still has. I think influence. like the second biggest empire other than uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, yeah. It's just. It's just. It's just bizarre. Mm when you look at I mean, when, when, when the Roman Republic was sort of starting to come to power, most of the Italian peninsula was owned by the Greeks. Mm. You know, Greek immigration, Greek uh, settlers, Greek invaders.
1: This is where knowing history is actually really helpful when you're reading the Bible. Yes. Like, for those of you who don't know, Lyle loves his history. Lyle knows a lot about history, so I feel like you're loving this a little bit too. No, but I think it is i think it is really important. And, like, when we look at it in this context, you're like, yeah, what in the world? Like, how is that going to happen?
0: Okay, so God starts with Babylon. Yes. That's the whole point of uh, what we've got here. And, yeah, it's believable at this particular time, but it's like, why didn't you start with Assyria instead? Okay. Okay. Well, I guess the other thing too here, so there's a number of points. Number one, Babylon will be the nation that takes God's people, the Jews yeah. captive, the nation of Judah captive. Number two is that they will be the next superpower mm. who will throw off the Assyrians. And after you know hundreds and hundreds of years of Assyrian domination, you wouldn't expect that, but it's coming. And it's coming soon, uh, 100, 150 years off, 100 years off. It's It's coming soon. Um, the other thing too is that while God is entering into this new section here Where he's going to pronounce judgments on the nations He's actually already kind of talked about Assyria
1: Yeah, in chapter 10 Yeah, 10, a couple back
0: Yeah, so he's mm. already kind of dealt with Assyria mm. So he doesn't need to go back there and deal with Assyria again So it's like we'll start in with the next big one You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM Positively different Welcome back, guys. That was Maranatha Acoustic with "I Waited for the Lord." This is the Breakfast Show on Faith FM, and we're going to have another clue for our quiz. This one's a puzzling one.
1: It is. So this have, we've had a
0: few. Uh, we've had Dragging f- rights. It. I've had an an attempt.
1: Okay, all right. But an
0: incorrect one so far.
1: Try, right, guys. There's so still a chance.
0: So what am I? It's a thing.
1: It is. It's what am I? So this is clue number what five? There is no forgiveness. Without me. So what is the thing that there is no forgiveness without? You know what? I'm going to give you the last clue. So this is a don't. It was a don't eat me. So basically I'm going to give you an extra clue. Don't consume anything with me in it. In it. But what is the me? What is this?
0: What is I the mean, thing? No, what th- am I? What am this I?
1: This is in. Oh, hold on. I've got myself confused. Don't
0: <laughs> eat anything that this is in. Yes, there we go. That's that's what you were looking for.
1: That's what. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We did. If you guys know the answer, give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or text us zero four nine one zero six four six six nine.
0: All right, let's uh, let's go back to the passage that we have under discussion right here. So we're in
1: Isaiah chapter thirteen. Yeah, let's just know. read a few
0: of these verses, and just give yeah. a bit of a feel for um, for, for what's going on here. What we're talking
1: about. Okay, so this is a message concerning. Um, The destruction of Babylon. Verse 2. Raise a signal flag on a bare hilltop. Call up an army against Babylon. Wave your hand to encourage them as they march into the palaces of the high and mighty. I, the Lord, have dedicated these soldiers for the task. Yes, I have called mighty warriors to express my anger, and they will rejoice when I am exalted. How far am I going, Yeah, just keep going. Okay. (laughs) Hear the noise on the mountains. Listen as the vast armies march. It is the noise and shouting of many nations. The Lord of heaven's armies has called this army together. They come from distant countries, from beyond the Father's horizons. They are the Lord's weapons to carry out his anger. With, hi- with them he will destroy the whole land. Scream in terror, for the day of the Lord has arrived, the time for the Almighty to destroy. Every arm is paralyzed with fear. Every heart melts and people are terrified. Pangs of anguish grip them like those of a woman in labor. They look helplessly at one another. Their faces aflame
0: with fear. Okay, so this is this is actually um, poetry. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty dark poetry.
1: It's pretty intense.
0: When you, you know, when you when you when you read this kind of poetry, it's like. Wow, you know what was the uh, what was the author dealing with in his life when he went through something <laughs> like this to write something this dark? But it wasn't the author actually dealing with anything; it was the author writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's right.
0: And the author writing about what would happen to Babylon and God's judgments upon Babylon, and this is God speaking. Mm-hmm. Why do you think God speaks? It's kind of harsh. In fact, it's very harsh. Why do you think that God uses this kind of language? in addressing Babylon?
1: So, I'm going to a side tangent, but I promise it's connected. All right. Okay, so we were talking the other day with a friend. So we went to church, um, had lunch, went back to someone's house, and we just kind of be like, what are our Bible questions? And we started looking at different <laughs> passages. you didn't invite me. <laughs> it wasn't planned. But one of the things we got to talking about was the fear of the Lord. So in... Hebrews chapter 10, it says, there's a verse that says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And we we're discussing this idea that oftentimes in Christian circles that I've been a part of, we say, oh, fear of the Lord. Oh, no, that just means a healthy respect. Uh, but we were talking about the fact that, so a bunch of us all love the ocean. So one of the pastors I was speaking to, he's a surfer. Great fella, And we were just talking about how, you know, when you're in that ocean, you're at its mercy, you know, in many ways. Like you, yeah, oh, yes, you, you do oh, yes. respect it.
0: Absolutely.
1: But also, you cannot control that. And you you can't go, oh, isn't the ocean nice? I'll go out when there is a, you know, you're going to respond very differently to just a day at the beach. I'm in the a sailor,
0: not a surfer. But oh, yeah,
1: yeah but still, same, right? But still, if but there's still. a massive storm coming.
0: I have seen, I have, I have seen some, some. <laughs> Yeah, can be full on weather at times.
1: Right? Or, you know, again, let's go with the ocean theme. When one of the examples he's giving, you know, if you're swimming alongside a massive whale, that might not attack you. But if it did, you're in trouble. And it's like God is not a tame God and God is very much a defender of people. Do you know what I mean? And so I think not as in that God is scary, but I actually think there's a healthy element of, this is a scary being. I Does that love, make sense? I
0: love this I love this analogy. Right? I've never heard it before. It makes it's got sense, got my though, it? I love the ocean. Mm. It's my favorite environment. Totally. I just, you know, that's my happy place. Take me to the ocean. The smell of salt air. Mm. You know, everything about the ocean is amazing. I love the beauty of it. I love the majesty of it. I love the creatures that live in it. I love sitting on the beach and watching the the, the waves crash. I love going for a swim. I love sailing on the ocean. I love every aspect of the ocean. But at the same time, I've seen what the ocean is capable of. That's right. I have a massive amount of respect for the ocean and a level of fear. Mm. Because... Yeah, I've, it's I've, not
1: in your control.
0: I've 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 sailed on the ocean mm. in a sixty knot gale, and that's you know that's that's blowing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a significant amount of breeze, and and you know we had uh, we were down to the smallest storm jib that we have, which was about the size of a pocket handkerchief. Um, we had the mainsail pulled down because the Kevlar was literally coming off in shreds and we broke the broke the boom vang we so we pulled that down and the and the and the boom was lashed to the deck hmm. and uh, when I was off shift in my bunk with just that tiny little storm sill up I was still sleeping on the hull not on the <laughs> not on the not on the, <laughs> on, the uh, on the bottom of the bunk and we were still out of control yeah. numerous times yeah you know with just simply because the rudder's been lifted out of the water mm you know, when the rudder's out of the water, you actually have you just you're just waiting for it to get back into the water so you can reestablish some yeah. sort of control. Yeah, and so the ocean can be like that. Mm. Oh, this so, is interesting. This but is do, interesting. Do you see what I'm saying? Because I, I love the ocean. I just I just do. I, it's like if you said to me today, "Hey, uh, after the show, let's go sailing," I'd be like,
1: "Yes, <laughs>
0: I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just there. Yeah." Uh, but at the same time, I would check the weather. Yes. I would say, what is the ocean going to do today? What can we, you know, I would take precautions. I but you have a to be familiar
1: jacket. with the ocean to know that there are things to be aware of, right?
0: And the more you learn about the ocean, the more you love it. Yes. And respect it. Yes. And fear it. Yes. Oh, I love See, this. This right? is such a great analogy.
1: And I, I honestly think when I read passages like this, because it is, it's super hectic. You're like, oh, far out.
0: Yeah, this is the ocean in a storm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, there's an amazing message of um, hope in it that someone is letting you know in advance. Because as you said, like, Babylon itself won't become a power for ages. But God is still going, hey, just this is what's coming. Like, I'm not leaving you in the dark. I'm not leaving you to be surprised. I'm not leaving you to be like, oh, yes, you know, the things that are happening the in forecast. the society. Yeah, the way, it's the forecast. Forecast. the forecast. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. He's going and it, online and checking out the wind directions and that's right. the wind strengths and it's like, yep. yeah, it's going to blow strong. In fact, there's a gale coming.
1: Yes. And this is a God who, as you said, he sees far ahead of what we can and he's like letting you know, letting you be prepared and also going like, I see when there's injustice, I see when things are wrong. So I'm not going to be like, oh, it's all good. They'll figure it out. There's a time that God does step in because he's like, from a mercy standpoint, I think there are times you have to step in because you're like, this can't go without being checked for your sake. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like for humanity's sake. Absolutely. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that.
0: Whoa. <laughs> I've learned so much this morning. I I am never going to forget this conversation. I'm going to uh, repeat it numerous times. I'm going to plagiarize it as, plagiarize. Much as, I, as much as I possibly can. That's what
1: I did. I got some of that from Robbie.
0: <laughs> go Robbie. Yeah. Go Robbie. Robbie, of course, is on the afternoon show on Thursday. Thursday. Real faith. So um, he's the surfer. I'm the sailor. In fact, he's learning sailing as well. So go Robbie. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, question of the day. What do we got? It has
1: come time for... Oh, yes. Question of the Day. Okay, it is our question of the day time. So it is, are God's laws imposed rules or design principles?
0: Okay, good question. Um, The answer is both.
1: Okay, so expand.
0: So if you take, uh, say, the Ten Commandments, for instance, you've got... Mm. um, it, it depends what you mean by principles. Okay, so let me – yeah, I'll, I'll just expand. Okay, so you've got thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt yes. not lie, where God simply imposes a rule and says you can't do these things. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's an imposed rule. And all right, but design principles? Why did God say that? Mm. There is nothing that God asks us to do from an, that is just arbitrary. He's just like, just do this because – just because, Um, there is always a reason for everything that God asks us to do. And so this is where the person might be saying, well, you know, actually that's a design principle Yeah, Uh, because human beings were designed to be a certain way and human beings were designed to function much better if they don't go around lying, killing and committing adultery. Yeah. Uh, And you'll be happier if you uh, don't do those things. Here's one of the challenges that comes in when we start to go down the path of principles and get away from what God has just simply stated. And this is just something about human nature that I have noticed because often what we do, because they're very much principles, there's very much you know a principle involved in thou shalt not kill mm. and Jesus talks about that. And uh, we talk about the letter of the law and we talk about the spirit of the law. Do we keep the letter of the law or the spirit of the law? Well, if you don't keep the letter of the law, you're never going to keep the spirit of the law. Oh. Mm. So let's start there to begin Mm. with. And one of the reasons why God gives us the letter of the law is because we're simple human beings. (laughs) And there's a place to start. Yes. But if that's where you stay, then you're missing out on everything that the law has has to offer. And so, you know, when we're first learning, we learn thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not lie. Right? That's simple and easy. Then we discover that, well, actually, there is the principle of the law, and the principle of the law is greater than the letter of the law. And because we're human beings and we're always looking for a loophole, (laughs) because that's human nature, right, we then use that to say, well, you know, we, we, we keep the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. And so people take that and apply it to the Sabbath, and they say, well, the spirit of the law is to have one day of rest per week. So it doesn't matter which day you worship on. Just have a day of rest every week, you see. Not realizing that the spirit of the law comes after the letter of the law. And if you're not keeping the letter of the law, you're not keeping the spirit of the law. Okay, so you've got to look at then why does God say to keep a particular day and specify it, and why is God so specific in the Bible about everything that he says? For instance, uh, Nadab and Abihu were struck down by God for offering strange fire in their incense censer in the temple. Mm. So they took fire from their campfire rather than fire from off the altar. Now, the chemical composition of those two fires is exactly the same. The chemical process is exactly the same in both. What difference does it make? It makes no difference, except that God is specific about what He says. When God came to Naaman the leper, you know, Naaman, if he had dunked himself, you know, seven times in the water, um, six times in the water would not have been healed because God said seven times. So God is specific about what He says, and so the spirit of the law begins with the letter of law and then builds from there. And so when in the New Testament, Jesus comes to expand and to show the spirit of the law, he says the letter of the law says thou shalt not kill. The spirit of the law says thou shalt not hate. The letter of the law says thou shalt not commit adultery. The spirit of the law says thou shalt not lust.'" Mm. And so the spirit of the law always begins with the letter of the law and then takes it to a much higher standard of law keeping, mm. which results in a much higher level of happiness where you have the design principle coming in. Yeah. All right. Probably said enough about that. No, that Let's makes sense, to, so it's uh, good. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.